that hurt big time. What's up, dude? Hey, what's going on? Is this one uh, Michael Antonelli? It is. It's very early in the morning for us. I don't know if we've ever talked this early. <laughs> My wife was just leaving for work, and she was like, "What are you doing? What are you doing up?" <laughs> I was like, oh, "I'm recording a podcast." She was like, "Now, <laughs> gotta get it in." That's yeah. We're, we're pros, and <laughs> you and I have a lot of important stuff to talk about. Uh, so thanks for fitting me into your schedule here. This is late. This is nighttime for me, technically, with the schedule I live. Uh, so after this, I'm uh, logging off. I might uh, get a cheeseburger from Arby's have, uh, and then go to sleep. But you got to go to work. Yeah. So, I mean, it's... I usually waste my mornings. I either sleep too late or I just don't do anything. So this is a good excuse to get me moving. Get the wheels <laughs> greased before you start. You know, a little For brain sure. activity before the phones start ringing. And I, I have designs to uh, get out and do a run uh, when I'm finished work tonight. So. Well, let's talk about it. Uh, everyone that listened last episode heard us talking shit. They heard us saying, making all these grand plans about how, oh, let's do a 5K. Oh, let's do it. Let's do it. You've been to parties. You've been around drunk dudes that start talking and making plans. You know what I mean? How many of them just fall to the wayside like fucking dust in the wind? It was, it was a, everyone was riding the high when you make the plans, but when it comes time to cut nuts, they go away. Not us. We said last month. We're going to do a 5K, and brother, it's happening. It's locked in. We've got our friend Tyler join the team. He, we inspired him. We got a team of three so far. Still time to join. But are we not doing the damn thing, Timbo? Oh, we're definitely doing it. Like Tyler reached out to us. It, it was obvious he had listened to our episode. It was like, yo, if you guys do a 5K, I'm in. And I was like, that that was like the catalyst for me to be like, okay, we're definitely doing this. I started researching five Ks, and there, there's a five K like every freaking weekend, <laughs> yes, and, yeah. and like numerous ones, yeah. yeah. But you know, so, some of them <clears throat> they don't give great details online. Uh, you know, I, I kind of wanted one that wasn't super serious, so and I came across the Blob Fest the in Phoenixville, <laughs> yes. Which is a cool, like, whole weekend event where they do celebrate the actual making of the original Blob because some of it was filmed at the Colonial Theater in Phoenixville. So they celebrate that on Friday night. Yeah. Then Saturday is some sort of, like, party and festivities. And then Sunday they do a 5K. They also have a 10K, and I think there's, like, a kids' race Fun as well. Fun run, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I looked into the times from last year, and the person who won it wasn't going that fast. Like, he was doing, like, a shade under eight eight minute miles and by a shade i don't mean a shade under a shade over so say he was averaging 805 or 810 minute miles and like that's not that fast so and then i looked at the rest of the times and every majority of them were doing like 10 to 12 minute miles i was like 
that's us like oh, that's where we yeah. need to be oh hell yeah it's perfect it's perfect and it, and it was just enough time out from now where we could get some training yes. in get you know get some runs in and it's just perfect blob fest sounds cool we're gonna get a t-shirt that says blob fest 5k it's gonna be sweet we're gonna get a sweet medal <laughs> it's and it's gonna be fun and we're in we're in keenan's hometown rubbing it in his face that we're peak athletes and he's sitting on his ass not running and we're supporting his theater mm-hmm. but it should be a great time yeah uh going along with what you said once Tyler was like, let's do it, then it was like, we got no choice. We got to fucking, we got to do it. And, and, and then, you know, good on us for following through. Like you said, uh, you did all the work in terms of research and stuff, but we found it. We're signed up and it's going to happen. If you just Google Blobfest 5K, the first link is some, you know, run sign up at, for this thing. And, you know, you can what's what's our team name by the way doom thugs fitness club you could join our team if you want dude yeah so i, I guess we aren't saying the date either it's july 10th sunday and july that is 10th, yes yep if you want to or even if you just want to come hang out because like i think cat's gonna come just like hang out and grab a beer with us when we're finished hell yeah um and there, there might be some other people that just come to hang out so yeah brother i am off work that night and so I'm down. I'm there to fucking have a good time. I mean, I'm not going to drink the night before or before the race because I want to. I want to fucking do this thing right. I want to do the best I could possibly do, and then I want to have some beers. <laughs> I don't want to like be too intimidating, but I am also going to take this seriously and have fun while doing it. But I'm going to try. I'm going to uh, like really push. I'm very excited about this because. We've uh, we got a group chat now, the three of us, and we send our you know we send encouragement to each other. We send our times and stuff. And 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 when you said about the times, uh, you know, Timmy, I think you're going to be the top twenty five percent. You know what I mean? At least you know. I, I I got out on this past Saturday and I ran even faster. Like I am getting faster. My legs are getting stronger. My lungs are getting better. Mm-hmm. So I, I think when we first started talking about this, I was still talking how it was a struggle. And I think I was still experiencing maybe some residual COVID, long COVID effects. But I, I think I'm powering through it now. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. To let the people know kind of what you're looking at in terms of like what's your average mile because it, do you do the full trail i've been to your trail i was talking shit on that too and i actually went and it's a five mile if you go there and back it's five miles right from the beginning to the end and back yep one one end to the the other and back is exactly five miles so uh the last time i did it i was averaging eight minute 45 second miles okay dude That's... but I, I was next i was texting you guys that I was going through my app's history that mm-hmm. tracks all these runs, mm-hmm. and I went all the way back to like 2020, and I guess I was really running a lot, obviously, during COVID when I didn't have a job. Yeah. And that the, the fastest I'd ever done that run, I was doing like seven-minute, 30-second miles. Oh, man. That is fucking fast. And not just that run. Like, I have other runs I do around Westchester. Mm-hmm. And, like, all of them, I was getting below eight-minute miles average pace. So, like, I don't know how I got there, but I guess it 
literally is attainable. So I guess maybe that is like in my brain as the next step to maybe get towards that. But I don't know, man. Here's that, the thing. That's really that's fast. So that is unbelievably fast. But but I mean, you're doing you're doing sub nines on a five mile track, mm-hmm. not with with you know no push around you, just you on your own. I'm dying to see you on a three mile loop. You know the three point one with the motivation of like all these other people that like you know you fucking want to run in front of dude i'm excited to see it i mean i'm not going to be able to see it because i'm going to be way back in the pack with the 10 and 12ers you know just fucking getting through but but uh i'm i'm very excited to see what you can do um i tried I threw to, it I, out to a, i threw it out to a group of my girlfriends uh i, I have this gang of four girls that uh, i've been friends with from high school mm-hmm. uh forever and one did respond because she has like tr- been trying to run. Uh-huh. Uh, she got out for just two miles the other day. I think I've been motivating her a little bit, and she seemed like she might join too. Let's get it. Yeah, get her name's in. Megan. Come on, if she's Megan. Me- jump on in. <laughs> Let's go, Megan. Join the squad, Doom Thugs Fitness Club. I'll get everyone a T-shirt or a tank or a uh, crew neck sweatshirt. I might need some money for that, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So I've been. I went to the the outdoor track once, and it was a good run. It was like the hottest day of the year. But that that trail is doesn't matter. You're fucking in a fucking canopy. It's perfectly shaded. It's like ten degrees less than what it actually is outside. Totally, and, it, and it's so beautiful and nice, and and it's it's a great great trail. Uh, even to just walk and they have uh branching paths where you can if you're a hiker you could hike up through yep. the woods and stuff very nice place so i did that a once of, a lot of people bring their mountain bikes there yeah yeah one mile of it like one end of it is not <clears throat> covered and shaded but it's still bearable you know yeah i don't think i made it that far because i started at the one end and it was and i did about uh i didn't make it to the end i know that <laughs> Gotcha. But, uh, but, uh, but I went, you know, whatever. But then I've been, I try to get at least every, I try to go every other day, but more realistically, it's like once every three days, I'm, I'm, a, I'm at least at the gym and I pretty much am only running at this point. Um, I say that because I am, I do work out a lot and it's most of my focus for the past few years has just been light cardio and then hard weight training and now uh as as you know uh training for this and also i do need to lose weight because you know if you run and you're a weight higher than is meant for your body your knees don't love it you know what i mean your ankles don't love it, your feet don't love it so i do gotta shed weight but but i have been just I go in, I do the 3.1, and then if there's time, I'll do like a quick full body weight train. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not hitting the gym every day and, you know, fucking chest and fucking uh, shoulders hard as shit. You know what I mean? It's like kind of more of a maintaining uh, a weight regimen, but really concentrating on the running. And, and it's, I mean, it's tough to, uh, 10 minute mile is difficult. 
It's, I mean, it's, it's like a baseline thing, but it is still for me, at least, uh, I'm pushing to get a 10 minute mile. You know what I mean? That's not, uh, and previous, like my warm up would be when I was being a good boy and not slacking off, I would go to the gym, I'd run a mile and then work out, do my weights. I just do the mile to get the sweat up, get the heart rate up the mile i'm good at you know what i mean i'm like because i've been doing that for a few years now so the one mile is like i could do that i could do i could put the treadmill on six which is 10 minute mile speed and i'll bang out a mile no problem but it's like i've that's definitely my you know that's where i'm starting because those other two are a bit more difficult now, there has never been a day where it's like, I'm not going to finish because also you could just walk some of it. You know what I mean? You can't be an insane person, but but sure. I'll, I'll cut the speedway down and put the elevation up or whatever. But, but the three miles is no problem. But the speed, the speed, I'm a slow guy. I uh, I got slow as I got older and uh, that's that's tough to get back for me. But it's it's always I guess I've never been very fast. Well, and I don't want to be Mr. Braggy Braggy over here. Like when I got, when I first got running again this year, probably around March was when weather started to break pretty decently. Um, like I, I would do two and a half, three, and then I just was, I was cooked and mm-hmm. I would have to walk the next like half mile and then try to run again for another half mile and yeah. then walk again. Like, yeah. I wasn't doing the full five. It was even a struggle just to do the three. So mm-hmm. even me, it was a struggle. So mm-hmm. you know, it just takes time for your body to like adjust. For uh, sure. And I think what makes a lot of people nervous is, and I, I, I was guilty of this before, before I heard someone put it in perspective, but it's like, you don't have to run the whole time. Like, no, you can you fucking don't. walk as much as you want. You could walk most, of, you know what I mean? And, and just slowly, slowly run a little bit more each time. But don't think of any breaks you have to take to walk as a failure. It's just all building up. And uh, yeah, don't let that kill your pride or something. No, like, that, that's no. fine. You, you'll get there, <laughs> you know? For sure. For sure. You just when, gotta keep moving. When you're. <clears throat> Uh, have you noticed like weight workout versus run workout? Do you listen to, are you a music guy? Are you a pod guy? Like, and if you are a pod guy, do you have like certain pods that seem to (laughs) do better for you or I I've always, I've always been a music guy, um, for, for working out unless like once in a while I'll change it up. But most of the time I'm a music guy and I'm a, my personal music library that I have on my phone like my my downloaded to the phone library so it's like the same and i'll and i'll i do have apple music so i add stuff now and then but it's like the same music catalog that i've had for so long so it's like so i i listen to the same songs so many times but um if i do try to put on like a cuz uh apple music spotify all, all the all the services will, will all have like playlists that are like running playlists or whatever all these workout playlists but i find myself every time i put on one of them i'm just skipping through the songs cuz i don't like the shit they picked you know what i mean <laughs> and if you're fucking running on on a treadmill 
you can't be fucking fucking with your phone you're gonna seriously get hurt right <laughs> but uh but but yeah um and then my normal routine would be work out with the tunes then if i hit the uh, massage chair or the tanning bed afterwards then i switch over to the podcasts but what about you do you listen to anything i i've been strictly pods for a while i haven't given music a chance mm-hmm. uh but I, at least with the pods, I've noticed that I, I like going either sports or uh, long form movie pod. Uh, <clears throat> but I stay away from like political pod because uh-huh. th- those I actually like to try to like absorb and pay attention to. Right. Whereas like the, the others, you can kind of get a little mindless and it's more like background noise than right. anything else, which I guess would also <laughs> lead what I'm saying to be I, I would probably. Uh, do better with with music versus pod right yeah yeah i it's tough because sometimes i'll get into the fucking granular detail of being like okay this songs these songs are what two three minutes each and it's going to take me 40 minutes to run this 45 minutes it's like that's so many songs but it's like if i have one youtube video or one podcast that i know is an hour be like i I could get through this whole thing and I do like listening to podcasts and stuff. Cause it, it, uh, takes my mind off what I'm doing. Like I listen yep. to them all night at work and, and when I can get there with like, if I throw something on and run it, I, I definitely do better when I'm zoned out, not totally just staring at the numbers, like on the, uh, on the little, displays and watching them slowly creep up and being like man i want to finish this fucking three miles i'm so bored (laughs) (laughs) but that's what so much of it is i think that's that's my that's the biggest thing for me is like i'm so so fucking ruined by the modern era in terms of uh uh just being so of uh averse to any sort of boredom you know what i mean i mean Mm -hmm. i'm getting better at it because i'm obviously aware of it and i'm talking about it but it's like the the instinct to fill every second with some sort of uh something activity something like i need something at all times so it's like a three mile run it's like that's 45 minutes of nothing you know what i mean it's just just boredom yes yes but you know it is bettering yourself one million percent and it's bettering yourself to be bored it's not a good thing to (laughs) to fill every you know Boredom is important, you know what I mean? Being alone with your with nothing but your thoughts is very important. Uh running from your thoughts at all times is bad. You know what I mean? Try filling any silence uh, uh any silent moment in your life with just like any mindless distraction is is just uh it's very bad. You got to if you have to be uh like I have this time to fill I'm going to make a choice to fill it with something that I actually want to watch or listen to rather than I have this time to fill. There's nothing I want to watch or listen to. You know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to sit here or or, or lay mm-hmm. here and, 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 and just be alone with my thoughts and let the let them come in and go out. And it's like, oh, I just thought of something new or what, you know what I mean? Or, or, or and, as opposed to just like, uh oh a blue chew commercial at all times or whatever you know what i mean like just constant oh i if i'm alone with my thoughts they'll get me yeah it's it's almost like your own 
uh, adaptation of meditation. You know, for sure. It's like, and that's always a good thing. Like you're right. Like you should go through your thoughts mm-hmm. every once in a while mm-hmm. and just kind of gather them and compartmentalize them and stuff. Yeah. That's why, I, and especially running out on the trail is great for that. Just like out here, this is where I am, and this is what I'm doing. I, and I think I've said plenty of times I've I've never been a like go to a destination and run. Mm-hmm. I've always just been like a go out my front door and just run. start running. Yeah, yeah. And I, I've kind of started to change with that. I do like going to these trails because there's so many of them out in Chester County here. Crazy, like, yeah, yeah. And they're they are gorgeous. So and it's so. It, it's part it's like so nicely paved mm-hmm. and and just like oh this is you can run here and not get hit by a fucking car or, or something yep. i did almost elbow a guy on a on a bicycle in the face but it was not my fault <laughs> but anyway yeah, there, there are certain certain people that kind of like spread out like they're uh, occupying the entire width of yeah. the path. Yeah. I'm like, well, what are you doing? Come on, man. <laughs> I know you got a group of four or five, but do do at most two. Two and two. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or if you're going to spread, you have to be mindful at all times. Yes. Like, oh, there's somebody, form up. You know, it's like, oh, we got to tighten it up. And then when you walk past, then you could fucking walk four abreast like a fucking bunch of psychos. I'm, I'm usually huffing and puffing, so they, they hear me yeah. <laughs> on, on their left, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, I have heavy feet, and I'm stomping at all times. <laughs> I can't. I'm not sneaking up on anybody. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so like we said, what what is it again? Just Google Blobfest 5K if you want to join, yep. and uh, if you want to join our team, it says on there. Uh, there's a spot when you're signing up. Uh, you know. Team name, Doom Thugs Fitness Club. Run with us, dude. It's going to be a fun time. Like I said, t-shirt, metal. The metal is so cool. It's like very, it's all very kitschy, very blob. And it supports the, the was it, is it called the Colonial Theater? I believe so, yeah. The Historical Colonial Theater. And, and seeing that, I was like, I'm about that. I love historical theater you know that's something i could 100 percent get behind and absolutely very very glad we're doing it but let's talk about some other stuff folks i'm gonna have to give a warning here for any non-sportos i'm gonna ask tim about some sports so <laughs> buckle up we are in the midst of the stanley cup final uh, i think last night the tampa bay lightning you know, made it a little more interesting. They got their doors blown off by the Colorado Avalanche in games one and two. And then they blew their doors off yesterday. Now we expect them to win at least one at home. I mean, they're the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions, but they looked like they were in big trouble. And now not so much. You, Timmy, I'd say you're a Flyers fan, number one, but is it safe to say that your number two team is the Avalanche? Yeah, and I think I've said it on this podcast before mm-hmm. that I've always been a Flyers fan. And, you know, Eric Lindros, at the height of his powers, I was, you know, a young teenager. Mm-hmm. And he was amazing. And the Legion of Doom, I was a huge fan. They're fucking awesome. They're ingrained yeah. in my brain. That's what got, like, like, all of us, our age group. That was our, that was our guy. That was, like, the, you know, the team. It was, but... 
2000 was when Scott Stevens turned into a murderer on the mm. ice and knocked out Eric Lindros in the playoffs. And ended that era. And, and yeah, and that was it. Eric Lindros then like asked to be traded and it ended so poorly and it was kind of like bad blood between the Flyers and Eric Lindros. So it was, it was tough to root for the guy, but in hindsight, like he was awesome and yeah. he was also concussed numerous times, kind of illegally getting hits in the head. 100% uh, illegally. Like, uh, his career was shortened by an encouragement of dirty play almost. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I think, I think the guys that we would probably identify more with is that 2010 cup run team that like at the heart and soul of it is your Danny Briere, your mm-hmm. Mike Richards, your Jeff Carter, mm-hmm. you know, we're at that point where, or at least I was definitely in my twenties Yeah, and like my sports fandom is a little more evolved in a sense. So like, I guess the point I'm trying to get at is like, even when Eric Lindros was at the height of his powers, I was, I was at, in 2000, I was 17 years old. You yeah. know, like my, any opinions are trash. Like I still think, you know, the coolest movies are like Independence Day, you know? Right, right, right. And, uh, you know, t- I was a little, like, I was a, a young fan then, you know? I mean, I, 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 my first true, like, I mean, I, like we're going, going back to 93, I was like six I kind of knew what was going on. It was definitely felt exciting in some way, but I got more into that team later looking back mm-hmm. of the 93 Phillies. Um, and then I, then I remember like in 97 when the, the Flyers went to the cup, I was like, those are our memories I have. Like I remember being in uh the Grand Slam, Grotto Pizza in Rehoboth, uh, Delaware, watching the game where the Flyers beat the Rangers to move on to the Stanley Cup final. And I remember the whole place going crazy. I remember I was wearing a Flyers Lindros jersey, of course. I was standing on my chair. So that was like very, very exciting stuff. But I'd say like I probably I mean, I watch a lot now, but the 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 when I was like watching and playing the most hockey was the pre that to 2010 cup run. We're to, I'm like the Ronick era, the, the fucking, the, the, the middle era, the early two thousands, the fucking Hanzuses, you know what I mean? The hell even Forsberg was there for a couple the of Forsberg, years. <laughs> like, like that was like after Ronick. But when, when they signed Forsberg, it was like, Oh shit, they're going to win the, f- they're, it's a lock. I was in, yep. I was in, uh, we were in Orlando on vacation when that news came out. We were like, they're going to win the cup. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> yes. Uh, little did we know. I mean, uh, in hindsight, we could have seen uh, this guy's not the, the fucking Forsberg from the Avalanche. You know what I mean? He's older, but whatever. I mean, we were all so excited. Sammy Kapanen, and I mean, Keith Primo. Simone Gagne, he was there for so Simone long. Simone Gagne, he started as a young guy on the team, which you love. You love when those players uh, start, start like Sean Couturier, modern era, started as a teenager. Mm-hmm. Now somehow he's old, <laughs> older than us. <laughs> he's definitely. But I guess that. the, I guess the point I'm trying to get at is like my Flyers fandom is, it's etched in stone. Yes, I am a of course. I'm a yes. Philly fan through and through. Yes, but it wasn't until '96. When the Colorado Avalanche, this is their first year that in existence because they had just moved from Quebec. They used uh-huh. to be the Quebec Nordiques, uh-huh. and they win the freaking cup. And Joe Sackick, in that cup run, he won, wins the Conn Smythe for playoff MVP, and he was a fucking 
animal. Mm -hmm. And it was his performance alone that, like, I went out and bought hockey skates, rollerblades, sticks. It was like that is what made me a an overall hockey fan, not just a Philly fan. Right. Yeah. That is when I started watching games outside of the Flyers, and I just started to fall in love with the game of hockey. That's great. I and, and like. And and that because he played for the Colorado Avalanche his entire career. He's now the fucking GM of the Colorado Avalanche. Yes. And so he's built this juggernaut of a team. Yes, the Colorado Avalanche are kind of my second team that I root for. Yeah. And it just kind of goes into my point of like toxic fandom. It's like, are you here to actually enjoy sports or are you here to just like shit on everybody else that you know wins and you're going to be like a curmudgeon that you didn't win it's like are you that person that can't be happy for someone else that has success in life right because that's really it's like you're probably the same person that say if austin matthews in his first nhl game plays the flyers and scores his first nhl goal nhl goal you can't be happy for that guy you see the parents in the crowd like crying when their son scores a goal in his first nhl game and you can't be happy for those parents like that just drives me fucking nuts and like this is this is all coming from i like the bar across the street from me is called square bar the square it's so easy just to stumble in there i i go in there uh game one of the colorado tampa series and i have two uh Avalanche jerseys. One is a Joe Sackick, got the C on the chest, and the other one's a Nathan McKinnon. Mm-hmm. And because c- he's like one of their best players right now. And like I, I go in, I just grab a seat at like corner of the bar, I get a beer, and the TV I'm looking at, my back is completely to the bar, and I'm just dialed into this TV. No one's talking to me. Every no, I'm just minding my own business. I just want to watch this fucking game. And this barfly, who you know, I kind of know him. I don't even really know his name, but, but you he knows see, me. you see him there, like you recognize. I actually, him. I didn't even see him there, but all of a sudden, he like saw me and just like boom, like sits down next to me and starts going in on me about wearing this Colorado Avalanche jersey, uh, and you're a traitor, uh, and like you know, just the classic. Philly fandom bullshit that you would hear on the stupid 941 sports radio. And I was like, dude, th- like I'm not wearing a fucking Rangers jersey or a Penguins jersey. Right. Like, what's right. the fucking problem? Right. And I eventually just was like, look, your opinion of me really does not affect my well-being. So you don't matter. <laughs> I just I, I just flat out told him I was like, this whatever you're doing, just just stop. Like I don't care not about into your it. opinion. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> this isn't the I don't I don't like sports for this reason. I don't watch sports to argue with idiots about bullshit. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. Like, can't you appreciate what's going on right now? That game ended up going to overtime. Like it was back and forth. It was so much fun. Like (sighs) this is the version of hockey that I love to watch. And like, like instead I got to listen to you tell me why, like I'm not a true Philly fan or something. Right. You know? Fuck off. He, there's the type of guy to be like, Clarky, 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 shut the fuck up. Bob yeah. Clark couldn't play in the NHL now. He'd get he'd die. Anyway. That that shit's that reminds me like we went to my father and I went to the Phillies game and it and it was 
it was uh the first game of the rob thomas era and uh we bought these tickets way in advance because the california angels of anaheim were coming in and i really wanted to in person see shohei otani because I love him. I think he's, he's an anomaly. A, he's a freak of nature, a once a once in a fucking millennium type player. So it's like I'm excited to see Shohei. So we go. Up By there. the way, not not to mansplain, but for those who don't know, this guy pitches at like a Cy Young level. Yes, and he hits at an MVP level. Yes, <laughs> like nothing we've ever seen before in in the game of baseball. Literally, literally, people mm-hmm. say like Babe Ruth, but it. Babe Ruth wasn't doing it at the same time. Like this is mm-hmm. th- this is this is literally once in a lifetime shit. And most people get it. Most people there like Shohei comes up. It's the first time that he's the reigning MVP, right? Or, or, or not? But I mean, he was in the conversation. But he was definitely what are you? He was year definitely in the, like year? the top three. Yeah. And it's like his. I don't know if it's the first time here, but it's definitely his first time here that since he's been this version of Shohei since he's figured it out. And it was like, he's coming up to bat and he gets a, he gets a nice reaction like a, Hey, how like, not like a standing ovation. Like he has anything to do with the city, but he's got like a glad you're here, pal. Uh, I hope we beat the shit out of you, which we did, by the way, that game was like, they scored 10 runs. It was fucking awesome, but it's like, I'm glad you're here welcome you know and then you know a little a little positive reaction nothing crazy but then there's there's like of course someone yells out like no this is philly boot like he's like these dudes are so ingrained with this bullshit like this is philly we hate everybody and it's awesome it's so fun to just be a piece of shit and it's like you're the reason I don't like coming to this shit. You make these games not fun. People like you ruin it for everybody else that's just here to have a fucking good time. When in reality, this whole stadium should be filled with kids because we're watching a game. You know what I mean? If we really drill down on it. It's like, you're fucking ruining this shit. And, uh, but he was, but whatever. So you're going to get those idiots. They suck. The, the row right behind me. There was a there was a kid and his dad, and then another guy next to the dad who was from you know different family. They didn't know each other. Next to him is two young, young, young daughters, like young, six, seven, young kids. And the dude, the father of these girls or whatever was, they were him and the guy were talking, and they're all like. Oh man, it didn't used to be like this. So uh, you used to see an Angels jersey, they would have got thrash kit like waxing poet like like waxing fondly, I should say about Yeah, I, yeah, I used to get kicked. One time I was here for a Dodgers playoff game. I had uh, front row seats. I got kicked out before the game even started for fighting. It's like you oh, man. you look <laughs> bad in that story. You look dumb. You're you are the you didn't even get to see the playoff game <laughs> right why are you why would you tell any i would be embarrassed but he, he's and they're like yeah yeah there's like oh the the, the country's getting so liberal uh everyone's sense 
just the same old bullshit. And then, like, oh yeah, that's the problem. Okay, right. And then they're talking because Mike Trout, for those that don't know, is also on the Angels. Mike Trout, a local product, a New Jersey kid, one of the great players of the of the modern era of Eagles season ticket holder. So he's like a Philadelphia guy playing out there and you know it's exciting when he comes back for certain people i contend that he's actually a rams fan if he was a phillies fan he play, ever he's an eagles fan he played for the phillies but that's you know beyond the point so uh they're talking to me like yeah trout it's cool to see trout yeah and then the dude with the, the the guy there with the two daughters who are right next to him who are kid little kids the dude says yeah, well, if uh, they play, you know, Trout's cool, but if they play the Phillies in the series, he could suck his own dick for all I care. And I'm like, did these two six-year-old girls before this moment hear the phrase suck his own dick? And did they need to hear it? And it's like... Probably not. What, what are you doing here, dude? What kind of life are you trying to give these kids? What? How do you get through the world being the way you are it sucks you I've definitely had suck. some embarrassing moments at sporting events when i was in my younger 20s this dude but was in his late 40s and you oh, don't no. brag about them. oh no no dude this dude was old okay and it's like these kids are so young we got to protect these kids you can't be fucking saying shit like this you're a maniac and it's like Look, i think so I- i've told you how like uh my dad had partial season tickets uh, and I think it was like a 16 game package when we were kids and he would sell off eight to like kind of help pay for it. Yeah. But we had like probably like 20 rows back from first base. Okay. So like lower level. Sick. And that was just our spot. Good um, and like, I, I vaguely remember catching a stray curse word here, like a shit, a fuck. Whatever. And, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm like, that the youngest I would have been there would have been like five or six years old, but I don't think it really affected me that much. Like, cause I mean, hell you even catch your parents from <laughs> now and then dropping oh, one of yeah, those, but, yeah. but I don't think I ever heard someone like stand up and yell, like, you know, show Tani, go fist yourself or it's, something like that. Exactly. It's like now that they have that phrase in their head, like suck his own dick. What is that? What? You, what? And it's <laughs> like, you can't take that shit back, man. You said it. And it's like, you're so cool. You're so tough, dude. You did it. You're like the toughest guy there ever was because you're mean about sports. Everything that everyone ever said about you being a pussy is a lie. You're the toughest guy here. But once again, like, can't you just give respect where it's due? It's like, hey, you know, equate it to football. Doug Peterson's now the coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, and he's coming to Philly to play, or not to play, but to coach uh, early in the season. I forget which game it is, but he's going to get a fucking standing ovation. The he guy should. won a Super Bowl yeah, here. Yeah. And then maybe at some point they'll, like, boo his team, but, like, give respect where it's due. Yes, he plays for another, or he's coaching another team now, but... If I could give I, an example of this... I was at the game where it was Iverson's first game back with the Sixers after he left. So it was like the Denver Nuggets the or something? The Nuggets. And he came in, mm-hmm. got a unbelievable standing ovation. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it was like, we boo the Denver Nuggets and we cheer yeah. the Sixers. It's like, it's, it's like, don't, I'm not sitting here saying like, you got to fucking 
like I'm not a guy that's like I hope both teams have fun and I don't care who wins or loses. I want the Phillies to fucking kill everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and while the game's on, I hate those other guys in a healthy way. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but it's like fuck the other team. I want the Phillies to win. At the same time, I understand what's going. Like it's not like I mean, I'm not going to say I don't think horrible things when I'm in my house and the fucking it's late season and the flyers are in the playoffs and the fucking devils are up and it's like, fuck the devils. I hope their plane crashes. You know what I mean? I fuck it. I'm a fan. I'm a passionate fan, but it's like the difference is it's like, um, I'm a fan of my team first. I want my team to win and I love my guys on the team and my, I go there to have fun and to root on my guys and like I want them to do good. And it's a positive. I'm a positive fan. The the thing I hate is this this and I'm sure it's not unique to Philadelphia. It's probably unique to maybe the Northeast, but it's like this like I'm going down there to fucking to mix shit up because, you know, me fighting some dude in the parking lot is like, I'm on the team. This is helping the Phillies. Like, I'm going to fucking cuss out some guy with who's there with his kid just because he's wearing a fucking Padres jersey. It's awesome, dude. It's like, that shit sucks. And that, that should, uh, they should ban those people from the state. Like, that, that's the shit I hate. And that's the shit that's like, that is the that is the lifeblood. Those type of people, excuse me, are the shit that call, keep calling into WIP and keeping. And WIP is like, well, we're feeding off of that that fucking garbage, and it, we're putting it in our gas tank, and it's what's keeping us running. So it's like we're just going to continue the cycle of shit, and we're going to be negative at all times. And callers going to call in and be negative. And these fuckers are going to fucking act like they're on talk radio their entire lives. And they're going to say outlandish shit that is just completely uneducated. And they don't know anything about sports, but they're talking like they think they do. But all they really want to do is talk shit about the fucking dudes that are on your team. It's like, you're not a fan. If all you do is bash the people you're supposed to be a fan of, that's not fandom. That's not healthy. You're just... A nasty fuck. Direct your nastiness elsewhere. Become a correctional officer or something if you want to mix it up so bad. Join the fucking army. Yeah, one of uh, one of the Eagles podcasts I listen to is called uh, Go Birds, mm-hmm. and it's t- it, the guys on it's James Seltzer and uh, Elliot Shore Parks. I love his water and, Seltzer. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, That's so stupid. Um, he, they on Saturday they they have like I guess an afternoon segment on WIP and they, they throw it on the pod. They cut out all the commercials. So it's mm-hmm. like an hour and a half of just their show from the, the talk, you know, the actual radio show. Yeah. And I usually don't listen to it cause it's the, it has the people to call in and I'm like, yeah. I don't really want to hear their opinions cause most what of them are, are trash. Yeah. What are they bringing to the table that I want? 
Not it's like, bad. no, you, James and Elliot, like, I, I value your opinions. I want to yes. hear what you have to say. Like, yes. and, and they do uh, on, like, I think Tuesdays and Thursdays record pods, just the two of them. And I, I love listening to, and it's not just about the football. Like, they do have a camaraderie, and they talk about their personal lives. And that's something that we've talked about on this podcast, where, like, how do you find that special vein with a listener where mm-hmm. you're not, you know, we're just a couple of Joe Schmoes. Like, yes. who's really tuning to us? Like, we have to bring something more unique to the table and like i think when we get personal you know is when people can identify more with it you know yeah and i Um, think you and i are having a a fan conversation you and i are not about the business of we're not going to speak with authority about shit we don't know about you know what i mean mm -hmm. we're gonna we have our observations we we too but we're not like this is what the team needs to do and it's like what are you basing it off of what someone on the radio said you're just parroting shit it's like um I usually preface it with like, I was listening to so-and-so yeah. on this pod yeah. and he made a good point and yeah. here it is. Yeah. What do you think? You know, for sure. For sure. And, and that's why if we could, if we could come back home with the hockey talk here, cause we're just days after, and we haven't talked about this at all, but the Philadelphia flyers are in a bad state. The yeah. ever since, uh, Ed Schneider, legendary owner of the flyers passed away. It's happened kind of slowly, but some people have recently brought things up that really um, shown a light on it for me. Is that how, dude? Like um, the franchise is bad right now, and yeah, there's there's this like our whole lives, save for a season or two there until very recently, the Flyers were good. The early '90s, we were too young. Then they got Lindros era. Then they were like always in it. Yeah. I mean, even after after Lindros left those early 2000s teams, they were always in it. Yeah. And it's like through this stretch here, I'm always thinking like this is a stretch. We're going to get through it and we're going to be good again soon. But then it's like then people then um, it was actually Chris Terrian who was on the Nasty Knuckles podcast, which I'm a fan of because it's a. uh riley cote and uh what the fuck's his name his they call him nasty but he used to be the equipment guy for the for the flyers forever i think doesn't does riley cote coach he he retired from coaching but he did coach yeah okay it was like i think he coached the phantoms he he? did yeah 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 and then he said he retired he said he can't uh um coach in the modern era because he can't be tough on players which brings us to Oh, 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 my point I was trying to make there is like, it's been a few, it's like without, because Ed, Ed Schneider wouldn't let the franchise turn into a bad franchise. He wouldn't, he, he demanded his team be good and he did everything in his power, but I don't even, but this ownership group, like they're at risk of becoming just a bad team. That's always bad, which is like. A nightmare scenario where it's just like they could even argue that they're already kind of there though man like they they, what i'm saying is they're there but it's like with ed schneider there was a guarantee that they were going to work to get out of it with the current ownership situation it's like what if they're they don't care what if they're just like fine with it being bad they'll make whatever money they make off ticket sales or, or advertising and it's like they don't give a shit. And it's like, if the Flyers turned into like 
a historically shitty franchise. It's going to be if what the if what if the Flyers are like the fucking the Buffalo Sabers. Buffalo Sabers. Fucking once, Phoenix Coyotes. Yes, like one of these teams that's just oh they suck. They're always going to suck. They're always going to suck. I mean, th- there's there's many similarities to the Phillies. Like until the Phillies fired Girardi and they went on a tear. Like that was teetering on being just apathy, you know, yeah. like there, there's a lot of apathetic people with this Flyers franchise because for the, for the past decade, they've just been the definition of mediocrity. They, they make the playoffs one year as like the last seed and mm-hmm. then they miss the playoffs the next, mm-hmm. you know, they get knocked out in the first round. <laughs> like, yeah. it, but I'm sorry, to your Ed Snyder point, like, I hear what you're saying, but that was also because there was no salary cap and they would just throw money at every fucking problem. And oh. it would usually dig them out of that hole. But like ever since the 0405 lockout and the salary cap got instituted, it seems like no one in this front office for, and it's been numerous different people in the front office, has been able to like wrap their brain around, you can't give fucking Rasmus Ristolainen $5 million. You can't give Andrew mm-hmm. McDonald five million fucking dollars that's not how a salary cap works you can't give a guy who should probably be your number six or number seven defenseman at best that kind of money it's just so stupid yeah and there's been a couple times where it was like when Hextall came he kind of dug him out of the hole because they were always a team that was to your point there they would always spend up to as many every dollar they could spend but then it was like if something goes wrong like if, you have no wiggle room. If Pronger has to retire, who you're who who is the backbone of your defense, who, who should be the backbone of your defense for the next four or five years, if he suddenly retires, and then you just have no money to do anything. And it's like it's like they got a they got Hextall came, dug him out of the hole, then catastrophic mix miss on a number two pick, Nolan Patrick, which will, you know number two overall pick if you don't hit on it it's gonna fucking fuck your franchise up but it's like try to then it's like immediately back into cap hell it's like they it's 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 to your point it's like they're still and part of it is it's a the flyers are definitely an old boys club it's like everyone on the team's a flyer is a flyer is a flyer but, you know, Paul, Paul Holmgren and Bobby Clark didn't get fired. They seem to get fired up. Everyone does. Mike Yao's <laughs> fired up. You know what I mean? It's like, like, which to, you know, which is fine to a certain extent. And from what I understand, I think that's this team. I'm not okay. I'm not one of these Broad Street bullies guys who was like, you know, I uh the they should fight all the time and brawl all the time. You know what I mean? I'm that's not what it that 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 doesn't make sense in the modern era. But what also can't happen is the team they put out last year might have been the softest team I've ever seen in my life. You know, I what would I mean? say the year previous was even softer. Just but yeah, like they got pushed around and just nothing and all of this. To talk about the news of the day, which I wanted to bring up originally, was the Flyers have brought in John Tortorella, a famous coach who is passionate, who is demanding of his players, who fucking is a defense first guy, 
who came in with his press conference and was saying it was like he I did you watch the press conference or no. listen to it? I loved it. He just I mean said, I saw some highlights of it on Twitter. Said but. all the right things, was saying like sure. do I think we're gonna fucking challenge for the Stanley Cup this year? No, come on. But it's like we're gonna be a t- we're gonna be tougher. We're gonna be tough in the way we get off the bus, walk into buildings, and it's like we're gonna have an identity. And that shit's great. And also I'm happy that this motherfucker is here because he doesn't take shit from the media and the the old guard me, sports media in this town thinks their shit don't stink and thinks they're know-it-all gods. And I am excited to see Tortorella yell at some of these motherfuckers like they should be yelled at. You know what I mean? I remember, do you remember a couple seasons ago when uh, Jake Voracek called Mike Sealski a fucking worm? More yeah. of that. Do that. Like I love that shit. And what, whatever you think about Voracek on the ice, like he he was always good for a good quote. <laughs> I was I was a Voracek fan, and I always will be. You know what I mean? He was a boy. He's a flyer for life. Uh, but but yeah, he uh, a lot a lot of people have been asking me my my opinion of this Tortorella hire, and it's like I, I don't hate it. Like he will objectively make this team better. He is objectively a good coach. I just. I don't think the coach is the problem with the Flyers. I think they they have some systemic problems where this front office, like I already named, they value players like Rasmus Ristolainen. Mm-hmm. Like, and like, I don't disagree with what you're saying about like being tougher to play against. And I think that's why they valued a guy like Rasmus Ristolainen because he is big and he throws hits, but. He was on the team last year, and they still were soft as fuck. So he's not changing even that aspect. Also, of the he team. was gone. Like as soon as he signed his contract, it seemed like he got that payday. It was hurt for the rest of the year, wasn't he? He didn't play most of the no, year. No, you're thinking of Ryan Ellis. No, 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 no. That's a different thing. Risto was on the team, and it was like, yeah, he's he's probably going to be traded, or or you know what I mean? He's like not a long term flyer. Then they give him a big deal. And then I didn't see him for the rest of the fucking season. But, I mean, they were shutting people down left and right. But yeah. we'll get back to Ryan Ellis because we need to talk about that, too. But, um, yes, I th- but I just – there are so many – I don't know. How do you – you had to do – there The big warning flag for me with Tortorella is like when – so last year he was an analyst or – commentator on uh i guess it was espn uh-huh. and i don't know if you remember out in anaheim kid trevor zegras is young player and he was pulling some of those moves where he like picks up the puck like on uh, his yeah, stick yeah. and whips it around the net yeah you know that type of shit the michigan and michigan state goal yeah there, there it is and and he did it a couple times and like of course they like Turn to John Tortorella. What do you think of this goal? And he had had all of the worst things to say about how this is somehow bad for the game of hockey. It's like, oh, right. This dumb fucking sport we play with, you know, knives on our feet and a fucking disc on the ice. This is this is not supposed to be fun and dumb and stupid. Like it's like, what are you talking about, man? Like scoring goals is not good for the game, right? And like that type of mentality drives me insane. <laughs> Speaking of the old boys club, it's like if that's your mentality, that this guy making a highlight reel fucking goal is bad. I don't want you on my team, and mm. that and that's like the big red flag for me. 
but I know the guy is a good coach. And I know, uh, hell, he coached Cam Atkinson, who's currently on the team. They, he coached him in Columbus. Cam, Cam Atkinson fucking loves John Tortorella. So mm-hmm. like his players respect him, but I just hate that that is in this guy's brain. Fun equals bad. Yes, I will say this in defense. If he was scoring those fucking goals on the Flyers, I would want someone to fucking run his ass over. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like speaking from him as a coach, if if uh anyone makes my team look that bad, uh someone should run him over. But anyway, I do understand what you're saying and I do dislike that that curmudgeon-y, uh old school over everything approach to hockey and but it, whatever. I'll take it as long as the team does not just suck so much shit on defense for another year in a row, which I don't think they will. And I don't think they'll go through how many 10 game losing streaks did they have last season? It's they definitely had two. <laughs> you know, what's most fucked up is like, that was maybe the least enjoyable season of my entire sports watching life. And they were terrible. And it's like, we weren't even bad enough to get the number one pick. We're going to get like, what are we? The third or fourth pick in a not very good draft. So it was like all that for what? Nothing. <laughs> well, and that's the, so that that's, kind of what I said earlier about um, how I like to parrot other people's opinions, like Charlie O'Connor, he writes for The Athletic. Mm-hmm. He's the Flyers athletic beat writer. He's the whole reason I subscribe to The Athletic, because he used to write for a free blog, uh, Broad Street Hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, it's part of like S- Sports Nation. They have a whole like network of blogs. Anyway, he's, he's, he's great. And He's on the Flyers podcast I listened to, and he was like, look, there's like three ways to get better in the NHL. You can either uh, bottom out and get high-end talent through the draft, because like to get high-end talent in the draft, you kind of get it, have to get into the top five picks in the first round. Because mm-hmm. past that, it's kind of a crapshoot. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, you know, in the NFL, pretty much like the entire first three rounds, you're getting like solid players especially the first round obviously yeah um it's different in hockey like really those top five spots are are crucial um the flyers clearly aren't going to do that because they want to hire john tortorella and they want to compete for a playoff spot so even if they aren't that good with john tortorella they'll still be good enough to be on like the playoff bubble so they'll probably pick around like the 14th pick and that's not going to net you like high-end talent talent then there's free agency First off, the level of high-end talent that you're looking for usually never hits the free agent market. Mm-hmm. And when it does, you need to pay these guys like at least nine mil a year, if not above 10. Mm-hmm. And the Flyers don't have cap space, so can't go that route. And then finally, you know, trade. And like, what assets do they have to trade that would net you something in return that is this high-end talent. Like, is Travis Konechny going to bring you back a fucking, like, Johnny Gaudreau? Like, no. you, would have to, you would have to sell Travis Konechny, Ivan Provorov, and, like, picks and, like, all sorts of shit just to get a Johnny Gaudreau. And then you're gutting your team just to get this one guy. Like, it just... Which doesn't make it sense. Does, it all doesn't add up. And that's why, like, the coach is, like... They could have fucking hired you, Mike, and I probably still wouldn't have cared because, <laughs> like, I just think their problems are so much deeper. Here, no, here's what I – I'm with you. 
but here here here's my look at it is like i don't necessarily think that they're like hiring this coach right now is going to turn everything around and we're going to make the playoffs i don't know if the playoffs are even on their mind i think there's enough realistic people in there i would hope to see like this team is far away signing johnny grudrow to this team would just make philadelphians hate johnny grudrow because because they're dumb and they're gonna whoever they don't most people don't even have never seen him play you know what i mean so they just hear he's like the the, he's in that top tier of people that are going to be free agents or available by a trade it's set on the radio and now people are like johnny grudger sign him and then he's going to come in and he's not going to be brett hall on the wing and people are gonna be like he sucks and he's like does he suck or is he the exact player he they signed and you just are a dumb shit that's the conversation we were having earlier but i it's a very it's going to be a very young team and i think it's important to have someone like this that's going to make this young team hard make them because he skates his players his, his teams are not in bad shape his teams he demands such uh uh not perfection but 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 he demands defensive responsibility above everything and if someone's not in position, which the Flyers were terrible at last year. Do you remember that uh, someone just retweeted the gif of uh, they left some other f- – the everyone left the zone and left a fucking guy right in front of fucking poor Carter, Carter. Hart. <laughs> and he, uh, the puck came to him, and he, he deked Carter Hart like 16 times before someone even entered the frame, to, to and then he scored. It's like if that happened on, on one of his teams – the fucking building's going to get burnt down. You know what I mean? It's like that, like no one on the ice is going to play the rest of the game, maybe the rest of the week, which is like my biggest fear is him being meddled with in terms of, because it is a more difficult game to coach if you're not a player's coach because um, of just the way it is and the, and the power that the players have, which is a good thing. The player should have most of the power because it's their bodies on the line, but I, you worry about the maturity of young players. Once you get older, like everyone that had, um, for the most part had, had, had him as a coach afterwards, they were like, dude, he's great. Now at the time they were like the, or at the time they'd be like, I hated that motherfucker. I hate him. But then afterwards it's like, I love that guy. And it's like, that's the balance is like he's going to butt heads with these players, especially the young players who think they're hot shit. He's going to push everybody. And it's like when you're young, you don't realize like this motherfucker's pushing me. I need to be pushed so I can be the fucking best I can be. Or am I going to respond to being pushed by calling my agent demanding to be traded, which is what we're going to see. It's like at least someone's coming in to try to, to 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 shake it up because this team was so vanilla so nothing for i mean who knows how long it was like i think it was three or four years ago at this point we went to opening night and it was like against the sharks they got their ass whooped and even opening night like the energy just wasn't there because it was like we knew it was like we have these good but it's just like we're we're basically pushing out the same team that hasn't won anything and it's like 
at least now we got even if it had it's it's never a good sign when like the most exciting guy on the team is the coach right it's that means your team's bad but at least someone there is exciting you know what i mean at least there's going to be something and it's like you just hope that the game hasn't completely passed him by and i don't think it has he he was coaching recently and and but it moves so fast but one thing that doesn't get old is like i mean there there are very few players that are just uh, absolutely exceptional uh but everyone in the nhl is good and the teams that you know how recently did St. Louis win? And that was like a fucking defense. 2018. Right. And that's like a fucking tough team, a defense no, team. 19, 18 or 19. Not like yeah. a, uh, they didn't, they didn't have one of these super, super top, top elite players. You know what I mean? It's like, you can't still win that I would, way. I would argue Tarasenko is there. He's, like, that guy fucking yeah, He's not McDavid though, dude. You know what I no. mean? It's, he's not also, he's not like one of the, who the, you know, whatever. But what I'm saying is at least, I mean, I'm excited, and I and if they went into the season with Mike Yo, I wasn't going to be excited. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sure. It's like uh, let's do something. But anyway, we wish them the best, and they got a lot of work to do. And let me ask you this: Is Ryan Ellis going to play? Because the, the last thing I heard before he was shut down was Mike Yo saying, uh, "Yeah, he's made zero six weeks after he left." There was an update from Mike Yo that was like, yeah, he's uh, really making zero progress on his injury. And then I haven't really heard much since. And it was, that, that, that same beat reporter, Charlie O'Connor, I, I don't just read him. Just no. I, I follow a good amount of people on Twitter that are beat writers. And like, it's all the same that it's just there's been no report. Nothing, and I, think right? it's, I think it's Ryan Ellis truly just being that private about it. I don't want to call it secretive because that suggest that he's like hiding something. I just don't think he wants to disclose exactly what his injury is. Everyone assumes it's like, um, what's the thing that like Drew and ghost had the like, um, sports hernia type yeah, thing. Yeah. Something like, in the core or some, something. Yeah. yeah the, the core muscle injury, that type of thing. That's what people are speculating. And I mean, he played four games this season. So like you five points really, too, right? Yeah. <laughs> like he was on a tear. <laughs> You would really hope to hell that a guy who played four games in a season would be able to come back healthy for the next season. But I don't know, man. Like, I don't get a good it, gut feeling about it. No. It's, and that's because... Um, not making excuses, but they, that was a historic season in terms of bad injury luck last year. Yeah. And Ryan Ellis was... I'd say the most major signing they made because Ryan Alice was going to play with uh, Provorov and they're going to put up monster minutes and Ryan Ellis is great. He's a great defenseman. He's a, he's such a good, he makes such good outlet passes and he's so quick, but uh, that, that domino falling really fucked everything up. I mean, how and when you're, when, and when you're a franchise like the flyers without huge depth, one thing fucks it all up. And we go back. They did uh fucking um who was the guy that who was Provorov's partner who Niskanen. I was just gonna bring the him Niskanen up. Niskin in retirement. That so like they, they didn't expect Niskanen's him. like half half the player of Ellis. And yeah. he was like 
<laughs> that one, or I guess they had him two, whatever. And I guess it was 2020 when he was the partner with Provorov, and they were fantastic. Yes. And then the next season, he retires. So essentially, you had Niskanen right before retirement, and he even made Provorov like that much better. Right. Ryan Ellis is way better than fucking Matt Niskanen. Yeah. So I had such high hopes for that pairing. Yes. And so, like, yeah, to, to get to a point, like, there is a path for this team to be much better. Because, mm. like, Couturier got shut down this season. Mm-hmm. Kevin Hayes was a shell of himself because he was coming off injury. Like, yeah. uh, Ryan Ellis, if he's healthy, like, the, if these pieces come back, but there's just so many ifs that it's like a, I would give it a 5 to 10% chance that they all fall into place. Mm-hmm. It's fucked, yes. But... I'm choosing to be excited. You know what I mean? It's like, sure. I'm, I'm going to, and I hated, I hated Tortorella. I hated him his whole career. Then as soon as he was wearing that little polo with the little flyers thing on it and saying, ah, <laughs> oh, four, I always wanted to coach here. I was like, yeah, I believe you motherfucker. Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> well, and hell, like to give another positive note on Tort- Tortorella, like his, his most recent coaching job was in Columbus. Mm-hmm. And they honestly didn't have that much talent on those teams. No. And he coached the fuck out of it. Like, they were really good. Not really good, but they were good teams. Mm-hmm. So that does give me hope that this Flyers team doesn't have a ton of talent. But maybe he'll just coach the shit out of it, yeah. you know? At the very least, they're going to be in shape. They're going to skate. like, And they're going to... And they'll be co- competing. Like, there was just so many games last year that, like, you're going into the second period and it's, like, 3-1 to one or 4-1 to one and the game's over. fucking over. Yeah, yeah. And there's so many just, just like, embarrassing blowouts and just, like, yes. just shit. And it's, like, even if this team misses the playoffs and they, you know, they lose a lot, whatever. You know what I mean? But as long as they're – if they lose a ton of one nothing games, a lot of 2-1 games, and they're in it and they're competing and they're fucking playing hard, that's a huge improvement over this season where they're not even on the ice. No. Like, it'll still be frustrating if they're losing by a goal. But For like, sure. But you're at least engaged and being entertained. At the end of the season, it wasn't even frustrating anymore, and it wasn't for a long time because it was just like it. Uh, I just felt bad for the guys. Yeah. Like I just, it just looks sad. We went to the fucking, we went to a Rangers game, and it and it was first of all, it was they were at this point they were way out of it, mm-hmm. and the the tone deaf presentation of of the team. So we know how bad this team is. This is post Giroux. This is Couturier's hasn't been there in years. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Bunch of young kids. None of them (laughs) blue chip prospects. You know what I mean? But it's like, whatever. So anyway, the point I'm trying to make is there is an intro video before they, you know, a pump up video. And I'm telling you, this video was like 25 minutes long. And it's like so ear piercingly loud. Like, and it's like fucking cool video, I guess, but it's like you got to understand who's coming out of the tunnel after you play this video. Cause it's like this 25 minute video. Like, we're just a bit like it's like fucking the video's playing. It's like it has the energy of like, oh yeah, this is game one of fucking round one of the playoffs. And like, 
you're supposed they're, to be they're highlighting frothing Ryan Ellis. at the mouth. They're highlighting exactly. Claude Giroux. Yes, yes. And it's like this. They're not video, even going to come out of the tunnel. <laughs> this video is like playing so loud. And then after the video, and then Lou Nolan's like, let's hear it for your Philadelphia Flyers. And then the Flyers skate out. And it's just silent because it's like. It's like Jerry Mayhew. You got to understand <laughs> what sealer. Yes. Yes. It's like it's like you at this point in the season, the playoffs are a distant memory. We're bad. And it's just like you got to cut the video. You know, you got to you got you can't be playing this 25 minute intro video for a team this bad. It's embarrassing. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like fucking read the room, brother, for crying out loud. A lot of sports talk today. Oh, let me just ask you real quick: How's your wallet looking, and your uh, your sports betting wallet? Uh, pretty much the same. I, yeah. I threw, like, like I said, I threw a bunch of like random dollar bets on some NFL stuff of like, you know, so and so to win the Super Bowl, so and so above or below this many wins, you know, yeah, that type yeah, of shit. Yeah. So you know, threw some bets at that. I, I don't know. I might have a couple. NHL bets still open for the final. I think I put like a dollar on Tampa Bay to win it all. Cause I think that if it pays out, it would pay out like 65 bucks. For they a were dollar? Getting... Yeah. That's I, pretty I good. Yeah. I looked at that. I was like, I know a three peat is like next Rare. to impossible, but like this team is now in the final cause they're really fucking good. So and I was like, I I'll mean, take those well, odds. I mean, they're one game. That, away. that was, that was at the beginning of the yeah. playoffs though. That's, that's oh, the I beginning of the entire playoffs. Yes. Oh, that's cool. That's a good, that's a cool bet. I hope you lose yeah. the bet. I'm sure you hope you lose the bet too, so your team can win. But right, yeah, I'm looking. At, it's got a bunch of football. Shit, I'm so incredible. Uh, we've talked about it in our real lives. I'm so. Oh, I put five on the lightning to win it all, and it pays sixty. Still pretty decent. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, but I am just absolutely cursed at 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 sports betting i'm so bad at it all my inst so let me just uh yeah negate everything i just said about sports by by saying i think i might just my instincts might be wrong <laughs> so this might be a bit <laughs> but like every every fucking bet i made i remember one weekend i made uh something like four or five bets right and if i all i mean all these are all dollar bets or what nothing serious but I'm not like a, I don't have a problem, but it's like, I made, I made, uh, I made like two, four bets on golf and, uh, two bets on, uh, formula one. Right. Mm -hmm. If I would have hit any of them, I would have made my money back plus a little bit. You know what I mean? And I missed all of everything i just whiff 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 and it, and it's always like i don't know i just uh i don't i just i'm bad at it and i don't care to get better <laughs> but yeah anyway <sighs> well timmy yeah. you gotta go to work <laughs> i do i gotta clock in soon sorry about that i kind of got lost in the zone there i very i have all these thoughts in my head about about sports and things and i very rarely get to get them out so i appreciate you uh letting me ran rave like a lunatic i'm not about to call wip and do it i'm with you though because you know i i do a pop culture podcast and keenan he's aware of sports but he doesn't really give a shit about them so i have yeah. a few people in my life to really vent about this stuff too yeah not a sports <laughs> guy yeah. You're you're on a you're on a uh what what's your 
podcast network you're part of now? Old City Sports Network. Yeah, I should uh, let them know that this is a very sports-heavy episode. So that that fits in with the network. I'm sure they'll be happy. I'm sure the sponsors will be happy. Especially, we got in the weeds for sure with the Flyers, but I liked our overall sports fandom conversation. And we gave a pre- we gave the uh, warning to the people. True. <laughs> okay. But anyway, uh, to reiterate, sign up if you want to run in the 5K with us. Sign up soon because after a certain point, it's more money or something. The sooner, the better you sign up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doom Thugs Fitness Club. And uh, thanks, Timmy. As always, it was good to talk to you, my dude. Check out Pop Addled. We very recently had a Doom Addled talking about Broken Arrow, which I thought was one of our, I mean, all our episodes are great, but I thought that was a particularly good one. But most recently, I had Brian on from the Com Majors podcast to talk to me about uh, the new Jurassic World movie, which oh. kind of sucks. <laughs> we talked about a few other, you know, just pop culture things, but yeah. mainly about that movie. But uh, before we hit record, he wanted to let us know that he put our Broken Arrow episode in like his top five. He really? thought it was fucking awesome. Ah. He was like, you in particular, Mike, had him like cracking up over numerous things. I'm so glad to hear that. He did text us that and say it. I was I was very happy to hear it. I love I love uh, Brian, Jim, and Katie. I love that show, and I, I hope we get to do it again soon, because that was a lot of fun. But, but yeah, was. check out Pop Addled everywhere. And uh, that's it for us. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in a month. Yeah, see you later.